0: You can lose weight. You can lose fat by mindful eating. You don't have to track everything. You can feel, you can get stronger. There's so much power in that. So yes. Do you want to be tracking when you're 80 years old? Do you want to be on a diet when you're 80 years old? You don't. So you got to learn now because when you're 80, you don't want to be on a diet. And that really hit me for me, honestly, when my grandma's friend had passed away And she's like, now she can be in heaven and live free. She can eat whatever she wants. That's what she said. I was like, what are you talking about, Grandma?
1: The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and bad diets, how do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. We are so excited today. We have special guest Katie Ferguson on with us. Katie is a gym owner and also a certified nutrition coach and personal trainer and she is so lovely in her empowering messages just Telling women what they need to know about fitness, nutrition, body positivity, helping them fuel their bodies correctly, and all doing it while having two littles and kind of finding peace with that busy lifestyle. And I really think that Katie is going to be an awesome resource if you are kind of feel like you've fallen off track or you feel like you're off the wagon and it's burning down. Katie, we're so excited to have you today. Thank you for being with
0: us. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor.
2: Yeah. I can't wait to just like dive right into it. So tell us a little bit of your backstory with fitness and how you got started in
0: this lovely industry. Yes. Yes. And so I didn't like really play sports growing up and that surprises a lot of people. You know, I just thought that you were like an athlete your whole life and I wasn't. So I had body issues growing up. I feel like everybody in our generation kind of did. You heard teachers and your moms and aunts and everybody talk about their body um, in a negative way. And so I grew up with those things as well. And so I always was really conscious of my thighs, like always had conscious of my thighs. So I ran miles and miles and miles in the treadmill, constantly tracking constantly looking to see how many calories I burned. And then I found strength training. I actually found CrossFit. And it truly, truly changed my life. Those thick thighs that I always didn't like, like turned into like powerful, just like amazing things. And so it changed my body, like strength training changed my body. It changed just my confidence and everything. And so I was a teacher at the time. I taught kindergarten and, and once I had my daughter, I took kindergarten for seven years. Then once I had my daughter, I stopped teaching and I became a stay-at-home mom. And I still obviously like fitness was still very much a part of my life. And I met my business owner actually at the gym and she was doing some like clean and jerks. And I'm like, do you like do CrossFit? It wasn't at a CrossFit gym. It was just like the big scary part of the gym. I'm like, do you do CrossFit? And she's like, I used to. And we like started connecting. And then two months later, we opened a women's only fitness company. So it's crazy. Like w- w- what was happening is like women were dropping their kids off at like the tack care or whatever, and going and running miles on a treadmill. And they're like, why am I not gaining muscle? I'm like, cause you're not lifting weights. And so for us, we were like, we want to empower women. We, we want to do what lifting weights did for us. And that's empowering women through functional fitness and strength training is our motto. So we started that. That's in person. That's in St. Louis. And then during the pandemic, when everything shut down, I had a five-year-old and a, two, and a three-month-old. No, I had a three-year-old and a three-month-old. It was crazy times. And I was like, you know, I want to take all this knowledge that I have and put it out to the world. And so I started my um, Instagram and. Yeah. So now, and I'm the certified nutrition coach. I have a bunch of certifications. So it's funny, like I'm still like a teacher at heart, right? But just in a different facet. So it's been awesome.
1: I think that's really just so lovely and inspiring that once it gets a hold of you, like that love for strength training, it's just something that you just, you know, every woman you see, you're like, so let me tell you about functional fitness. (laughs) Because like, it just, it's so... Like we've always said this, you know, about weightlifting and about strength training is that it's so much more than what happens at the gym. It's it's the way you walk outside of the gym. It's all your interactions with everybody at work, you know, your family members. It just it transcends the gym and it it just, you know, makes you want to spread that message because so many women are feeling that lack of confidence in those areas. And it's just, it's a barbell away. It's like, it's Absolutely. so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited to have you on because I think that you do a fantastic job of simplifying a very complicated industry with lots of crazy messaging. And it's always going back and forth with which is the newest trend. And I think that your messages are extremely simplistic and easy to understand. And I love that, especially in this time of year, cause, you know, the summertime is routines go out the window. I think that a lot of people have come to a place where they're like, we try to get everything in, in these three months and we're yeah. going from event to event and cookout to cookout. Uh, we know they say barbecues, other places we are in Massachusetts. <laughs> I think that's a regional thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know is that weird. We're cooking out. It's the same thing. Mind. We call it
0: both here in the Midwest. Yeah, oh, you do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you, yeah. you're not like, <laughs> yeah.
1: but all of those routines and there's so many events that like you start going like, Oh, where did my Saturday morning workout go? Cause I had, you know, a parade and all of these things to go right. to. So I think that a lot of people get kind of shamed and start shaming themselves this time of year because they want to do all the fun things, but their health and nutrition kind of falls off the wagon. So can you speak to some people who might be feeling guilt or shame right now for kind of letting their workouts or their nutrition
0: slide? Absolutely. So the thing you have to remember, first of all, is that this is like, you have to view health and fitness as like a marathon, right? We're not like sprinting to anything, right? We're training for life, right? The finish line is death. I mean, not to be it, but like, that's what it is. So you're training for life, right? So the term like starting over drives me bonkers because we're not starting over, right? If a marathon runner trips and falls, we don't say go back to the beginning and start over. We just say like, get back up tie your shoelace and get going right we're just back on the track right so we have to remember that i think that's the one the first and foremost thing that you have to remember so i kind of have like five tips that i always kind of go to when people come to me with these things and the first one is to like figure out why so why do you feel like you got off track were you overtraining? were you like restricting too much maybe you weren't eating enough maybe there's stress at work right Maybe there's something in your environment that you is out of your control that, you know, you don't have control over. Maybe it's a big change in life, right? I have a lot of like moms that I work with and I go, I just had a baby and I'm like, okay, so that's like a life change. So (laughs) that's (laughs) right. Or you just moved or, you know, I feel like everybody's moving around me. And so it's like these big changes, like you have to figure out why. Why it's happening first? Because then, once you can address the why, then you can prevent it from happening again. So once you figure that out, then you can have to take this like all or nothing mentality and just toss it out the window because nothing in life is all or nothing. You know, or that perfectionist mentality, or whatever you want to call it. You know, I work with women. that are like, I don't have a perfectionist mentality, and I'm like, but I'm like more like all or nothing. I'm like, okay, so you can use them inter- interchangeably. So I always say like gradually add one thing back in. So if you feel like you're completely off the wagon, find something that you can control right now in your bubble. And maybe that's water intake, right? Maybe that's just adding a veggie in, like one more veggie in than what you're eating before. Maybe that's going for a walk once a day for 10 minutes, right? It doesn't have to be this hour long three mile hike. Ditch the all or nothing mentality. Focus on one thing. Until you get back in the groove, for some people that might be two weeks, for some people that might be two days, and they're like, "Okay, I feel like I got my water intake back. Now I'm gonna focus on my protein, or I'm gonna focus on whatever." So yeah, focusing on just one thing, right? We feel like we have to do all of it, right? We spend that like Sunday night where we binge the last thing, ice cream, and we're like, "Gonna start fresh on Monday." Like that's not how life works. So yeah, adding that, adding one thing back in at a time is gonna make it way more maintainable. That's what brings like real lasting. Change for sure.
2: Well, I love that you started with the why, because I think so often we just kind of go in like, well, I'm it's chaos, it's pure chaos, like I'm off the wagon, I'm I don't know what to do. And it just like starts with this like kind of chaotic mentality when we haven't looked at any of the reasons why, and then we just start trying to implement things without looking at the root cause. So then it's like, well, all of these things are not gonna stay in place if we haven't addressed the issue. Right. If we haven't kind of like looked at where the bleeding started and, uh-huh. you know, for a lot of people, I think, especially in the summer, we can think of like, OK, well, my schedule has changed. And just, like, looking about that in a very realistic way of, like, I'm doing different things on the weekends. and Maybe I'm doing drinking a little bit more or going out during the week, which I would normally, like, we live in New England. So in the winter, you, like, run home. And then you <laughs> stay in your cave. <laughs> you <things> to death. <laughs> and you do not come out until you are forced to walk your dog. <laughs> but like in the summer, like, we're like, Oh, do you want to meet for a drink? We can go outside. We are not freezing to death. Like it's a whole other thing, but it like looking at that and saying like, well, I really do in a realistic way. I really do want to enjoy my summer. My schedule has changed, but does that mean every part of fitness is out the window and every part of health and nutrition is out the window? No, but there's a balance between those things where we recognize that our schedule is different and we also would like to work in or place value in our health and our fitness. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Like it's, it can be both. <laughs> it can be, be both. It
1: can how about that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and the kids are old. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God,
1: you're, they're eating your entire fridge. Is like nothing left. You're like <laughs> stuck with like a bag of Fritos that was in the way back that nobody wants <laughs> because your kids are just eating all your food and they're always around and you're like, right? Well, that's
2: the thing too. Like your growth. Like you, if you typically grocery shop like on Wednesdays, but you're out of food on Tuesday morning, you're like, well, right? Okay. <laughs> like they they've come and they've taken everything
0: from me. <laughs> right. You're stuck with like the fritos in the back or the half eaten yogurt tube that's in the thrown in the freezer or a popsicle in the freezer. I had a popsicle the other day. I was like, "Well, be great. This is going to be great." <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: I'm just recognizing that. I think you're right, Kelsey. I think just recognizing that and saying like, hey, this is a brief amount of time. I'm going to cut myself a break for this. And also I know why this is happening. So I don't have to blame it on that. I'm such a piece of crap with no motivation. And you, you know what I mean? It getting into that cycle where you can just look at it and say like, hey, the weather's nicer. My routines are out the window. This is why. Okay. I'm not like, a giant piece of garbage who needs to go reevaluate my whole existence.
0: Absolutely, right. was so extreme. <laughs> yeah. Got it. But those was are like real. Those are real thoughts. Honestly, like those are real thoughts. And I would be lying if I didn't. If I there wasn't a phase in my life where I would have thought the same thing. And so. It's very, I feel like it's very important to recognize that, right? Because there is this like all or nothing mentality. And it, you're right, like it's a season of life, right? It's a season of your year, it's a season of whatever. And so, but knowing in that season, there can still be some flexibility and um, we don't have to be so rigid in kind of our way of thinking and in our habits and just our daily life in general. So, yeah, you could like one of my favorite things like to get back on track is like find someone that thinks like you or find someone that is doing the same the thing that you want to do and like finding an accountability partner so like grab a friend grab a neighbor grab your kids and go for a walk like walking is so underrated there is so much power in walking and just in movement in general, find a coworker and by matching water bottles and send each other, you know, pictures when you are drinking from your water bottle or whatever, like, Hey, it's, it's 8am, I'm already down 20 ounces. I'm pumped about this. Like, you know, there's just so much power in having someone to do it with, especially in the summer, right? I feel like we're a little bit more, especially for you guys, probably a little bit more social in the summertime than you are in the winter. So taking advantage of that, right, like adding movement into that instead of like, let's go get coffee, let's go walk and get coffee and then talk and walk as we come back. So just finding those little like snippets to kind of add that movement in in your life. Oh, yeah, for sure. I want to talk about nutrition a little
2: bit, too, because (laughs) It's an important. We all have to do it. <laughs> we all have to eat. Yes, I we was do. literally so just saying, to, uh,
1: I'm so sick of it.
2: I was <laughs> saying that to my to Rachel yesterday. As I was like, I'm just like sick of making meals and like the the like having to eat. I'm like, <laughs> it's like interrupting my day. <laughs> like, right. But I do want to dive into nutrition because for a lot of people when it comes to nutrition they think they need to need this like super complicated math equation and that every food needs to be tracked and it has to have meet certain parameters everything that goes in their mouth has to meet certain parameters and if it does they're on track and if it doesn't they're off track it goes like one of two ways which is like a wild idea um, but uh what are some of the dangers with like
0: this type of thinking Oh my gosh like first of all, we cannot label like good food and bad food, right? So food is fuel. And that is what I like preach from the rooftops. Because once you start viewing food, once you start fixing that relationship with food, which sounds so silly, sometimes like you're like, it's food. And it's like a, it's like some people, it's like an ex boyfriend or something, right? Like an ex that you're like, I don't want to go back to, but like with food, you have to because it literally is going to keep you alive. So you have then to fix your relationship. <laughs> Absolutely, and right, and then everybody <laughs> around you suffers. So you have to really fix your relationship with food, and you know what that comes down to is stop labeling foods as good as bad and good as bad. You have to sit and mindfully eat. So you have to be thinking about what's going in while you're doing it right it's so easy to grab like the back of the pantry and sit there while you're eating dinner and doing that so finding those things that's going to help you i mean there's so much that goes into like fixing your relationship with food first and foremost is like stop labeling foods right like ice cream is not bad right if you eat it and have not fallen off right Thanks. Right. And it's like what you said, like people will have like a thing, ice cream or a cookout, or a barbecue, or have chips, and they're like, I'm it. That's it. I'm done. Like, throw their hands in the air. They're like, I'm just going to eat the bad the rest of the month, the rest of the summer. And you're like, wait, what? Like, what? Because one, one workout turns into the, the rest of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and one workout doesn't make us buff or strong, right? One meal, one, one, let's say one day of eating like that isn't going to make you not how you want to look or how you feel or whatever. So like truly understanding like the all or nothing mindset is not applied. We're not applying that to nutrition as well. I think that it's really,
1: it's really important when we talk to people about sustainable changes in nutrition, that that mindset that everything needs to be tracked or that every bite has to fit into some kind of parameters. I think that, when we talk about sustainability, what we're talking about is if that doesn't necessarily fit going to a cookout or going to ice cream with your kids at the end of a beach day, if, if those kind of things are going to disrupt your nutritional routine so badly that it's going to cause these catastrophic kind of results. Then that's what we're talking about when we say not sustainable. You know, I think that the, the, that there's some learning tools and in, in stuff like that, Absolutely. in writing, in journaling, and but just to understand that every day is not going to fit into that mold, and that it's not a reason to panic, right. and that there is like a lot of life. To be lived. <laughs>
0: There is. And honestly, I tell people that are obsessed with tracking, they're like, well, tracking is the only thing that's worked for me. And I'm like, you want to know something about tracking? Nutrition labels can be off by 25%. So even if you are tracking, like even if you're weighing every single thing or doing everything, like it might not even be right. So really mindful eating and learning what your body needs, what your body wants, um, and it's going to be different for everybody right because everybody's putting out different they have different goals they have different energy expenditures like everything but being reflective in that and it's not like okay i'm going to sit down and i'm going to journal while i eat about how like it's not like that right it's like there's much more that goes into mindful eating than that but truly like you can lose weight you can lose fat by mindful eating you don't have to track everything you can feel you can get stronger mindfully eating. There's, There's so much power in that. So yes. Do you want to be tracking when you're 80 years old? Do you want to be on a diet when you're 80 years old? You don't. So you got to learn now because when you're 80, you don't want to be on a diet. And that really hit me for me, honestly, when my grandma's friend had passed away And she's like, now she can be in heaven and live free and she can eat whatever she wants. That's what she said. I was like, what are you talking about, grandma? She's like, she was always on a diet. And it like, that hit me. Like it hit me. I was like, man, you know, I was 20 something years old. I'm like, holy cow, that's going to be me. Like I was just jumping from one diet to another. And I was like, I got to do something about this. And at that time, I didn't know what to do. But I knew I didn't want to be on diets for the rest of my life. So yeah.
2: Wow. That's an incredible light bulb moment for, for me too. And I feel like for a lot of people is to like think about sometimes the end game and how you want that to look back in a reflection of what are you going to look back at your life and how you have enjoyed your life and what did it look like? Did you spend it restricting your entire existence so that maybe in heaven you can eat whatever you want. You'll finally be free. Uh Like, you can be
1: free right now. Absolutely, that's you not what, I, what I want my best friend to remember about me—that I was always right. on a diet. That's right. Yeah, that's really eye opening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's so let's talk about some easy summer meals because I think that the time for like the complex and all the meal prep yes. and all that stuff is often a lot easier in the winter because you don't have a shit to do.
0: I literally
1: <laughs> have watched everything on Netflix. So I might as well meal prep. Um, so, but in the summer that again, all your routines can kind of fall out and the bottom goes out and you're like, all right, I just, Need something easy that I can make, that I can prep with stuff I have here, but I still want to feel good at the end of this. I don't want to order another pizza for crying out loud. <laughs> We've had three this week. So can you give us some tips, maybe some how to build like an easy meal that is not overwhelming and it doesn't need like all these ridiculous ingredients that we might not have time to, to constantly shop for?
0: Well, I'm the person to come through that for that because I do not like cooking even in the winter time. And so I am an easy meal person. That's like my jam. So I love, especially in the summertime. So I love smoothies. And so when I build a meal, I build it around protein. So first and foremost, I choose a protein that I want to eat and I build it around that. So I always say for women, especially like at least every meal, you should be having like a palm size protein. So think of like the... The circumference and the thickness of your palm is basically how much protein you should be roughly getting each meal. So I love smoothies. Smoothies are great. I always have them for snacks or for dinner. I use... Everybody knows a good smoothie, right? So like milk or I use almond milk or water-based, some frozen fruits. You can put frozen spinach in there too. Or I just use usually fresh spinach, ice cubes, banana. I put a scoop and a half or a scoop of protein powder peanut butter like whatever so a protein a fat which is my peanut butter carb which is my fruit and then some veggies which is you know that's spinach so protein fat carb veggie is what i try to get in every meal so smoothie is great it's a great breakfast option too easy on the go my kids love it right i can like i can make a huge one and just divide it up between my kids and i drink it too so it's awesome smoothies is awesome second one I always get whenever I go grocery shopping. I always get a rotisserie chicken, so you can you can do so much with. I'm, <laughs> I love it. I'm like I don't know if she's going to even be
1: able to hold it in over there. <laughs> what? You, she will walk around with rotisserie chicken in a bag, snacking on it.
2: I like a freaking snack? weirdo. <laughs> I literally so went you're to rachel's fan. house just like I'm like walking in, we're gonna sit by the pool. And I have a rotisserie <laughs> chicken, i just on chicken. Like,
1: <laughs> chicken in a bag.
2: I really, I really
0: enjoy chicken for a snack. <laughs> I love it in the same way. Like, I love rotisserie chicken, especially when it's like freshly pulled off the chicken. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Even in the summer, when it's so dang hot, like here, I think it's a hundred and something degrees a day with humidity of a million exact numbers on that. And exactly. the absolutely exact the you know rotisserie chicken you could it, when you get it warm from the store, you bring it home, pull it off. You can add it to salads. You can add it to nachos. Right? You can add it to a taco. You can put it in enchiladas. I don't know why I'm like have a Mexican theme going on here. <laughs> I'm here for it. You <laughs> you speaking to me, <laughs> and you can eat it plain. You can eat it out of a Ziploc bag. There's so many. <laughs> there's so many different ways that you can eat rotisserie chicken. So finding that, obviously, you want to build a meal around that. So, like I said, adding it to a salad, um, you know, drizzling some olive oil on it some red wine vinegar, like making that part of the the balanced meal as well. So. I, I always like, uh, I always like another grab and go like option. Like I say, I build my meal around protein. So I always grab a bunch of tuna packets from the store when I go and I keep them in my pantry for when I don't feel like doing anything. And so, for example, my kids had mac and cheese last night for dinner. My husband made a mac and cheese and I came home and I was like, man, I really want mac and cheese. So I had mac and cheese and I put a t- packet of tuna in there. That was it. Had my like little side of veggies that I threw in the microwave, like frozen veggies. There's my protein, my um, tuna, my carb was my the noodles and the mac and cheese. My fat was the butter that was made with the uh, noodles and the cheese mix. And then, you know, my veggie was on the side. So, you know, I think that we just like overcomplicate things in general, right? We go on Pinterest. And we see like easy meal and there's 17 ingredients and you're like, What is happening? Like
2: I, I every eat, time like... I go on there, I'm like, you and I have a different gauge of what an easy meal is. <laughs> yes. Because I'm like, Am I supposed to have these ingredients in my house? Like, does everyone else? And then I kind of like try like low key like check around like at people's houses. I'm like, Do you guys <laughs> just like always have this? And am
0: I the weirdo? <laughs> like Right. It's such kind of, like easy recipe chop up three onions and all the peppers i'm like listen like my kids are hanging from the rafters by the time i'm chopping up an onion. so like i i don't have time for that like i have a five-year-old and a two-year-old like there's no i don't i don't have time for that some nights right or it's summer and we're like outside so i come in and so it's so nice to have things like that that are just easy to grab and go um those are actually like my three kind of go-to meals right now i feel like i go in like phases especially like throughout seasons i'm like okay this is this is like my. My go-to right now, so
1: except yeah. tacos. Tacos is always in my face. I, mean, I, around, wasn't, it, I do that too. There's only one thing that stays in all the faces, and it's tacos. I can't. I
2: like it's like always breakfast. I mean, it always is Taco Tuesday, but then it's like Breakfast Taco Wednesday, oh, yeah, and then the, it's already Taco Wednesday. Thursday. So I'm oh. like, oh, <laughs>
1: might as well go again. That. I
2: mean,
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Change the protein. I had chicken
2: tacos yes. and then
1: I'll have beef tacos.
2: I was I trying mean, to say that to my friend. I was like, these are distant cousins. Different. I even oh. one point changed from a soft shell to a hard taco. Like those weren't even, you can't say I had it twice in a day. No. Those were distant cousins. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: I I support that. I a hundred percent support that. So yeah, making meals that are like super complicated, right? And just making them very, very simple. Like- Think about building around protein. I'm a huge fan of an air fryer. If you have an air fryer, I buy like frozen, already seasoned fish from the store, like like salmon, and throw it in the air fryer. I buy like soup potato pies from Costco, throw theirs in at the same time, heat it up, it's done.
1: And it doesn't heat up your house. You're not, like, turning on the oven. I think that's a great summertime. Yeah. And, like, Target has the same – like, they have the salmon that's, like, you know, already marinated. And it's just Mm – you pop it in. It's so – yeah. And you could put that on the salad. I love that. I love the air fryer. Yes.
0: The air fryer has been, like – it's been our saving grace. And you're exactly right. I don't want to turn on my entire oven. And even my little, like, toaster oven, it still heats up the kitchen Mm -hmm. so much. Air fryer is just – I don't know what I did without it. I feel like –
2: I know. I'm saying minute
0: rice <laughs> is another
2: one that I don't know how I yes. live without it. I'm always like, how did I? Did I ever actually make rice? Right. Because that's a long time of boiling—twenty
1: minutes. <laughs> yes. Like Man, well, and the minute rice, to rice, like sit
0: and like yeah. see if it's done. You got to fluff it with a fork, and then it's sticking so in my fluffing. pot because I know, I know there's so much going on. It's too complicated. but it doesn't have like three steps, it's out. It's up. Yeah. Tear the bag, microwave, get it out. Done.
2: It up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. those are great protein suggestions too. I wanted to talk to the ladies who struggle with getting enough veggies in. Are there some tips for people um, to include more veggies that they don't necessarily have to do like a lot or that they don't love?
0: Yeah. So, and there's, yeah. So there is... Think frozen, frozen's your friend, and a lot of people are afraid of frozen because they feel like they don't have as much nutrients as fresh, or they've been told their whole life like fresh is the way to go. But here's how fresh vegetables usually looks like in my house: I buy them, they go on their they go on the refrigerator. I don't want to cut them up and do all the things. And then I take them out because they're moldy and put them in the trash can. So I'm not saying every time, but that's, that's how it goes for a lot of the time. I will say there's this little hack that I saw. And if you are into fresh vegetables and you find that that's happening a lot, you can put them in the door of your refrigerator. So usually where all your condiments are. You put them in the door refrigerator. So every time you open them up, you see all of your veggies. Like they don't get shoved in the back of your refrigerator. So it's more like a reminder to like, hey, hey, eat me before I go bad. So um, yeah, don't be afraid of of frozen vegetables. So usually with frozen vegetables, they're picked and then frozen right away. So they're actually have the same nutrients as fresh vegetables too. So vitamins and minerals and all of that are relatively the same. So again, Microwave is your friend, air fryer is your friend. There are packs of frozen vegetables that have um like already pre-seasoned. So you can buy those. I always say with vegetables, like don't be afraid of seasoning and adding fat to them. So like someone's like, I don't really like broccoli. I'm like, do you not like broccoli because you don't put butter on it? Like she's like, Oh, I love when I put like butter on it or cheese. I'm like, then do it. Like eat broccoli. Like I'm not saying take the whole thing of cheese whiz and dump it on the broccoli or one piece of broccoli, but like enjoy your vegetables. Like allow yourself to add things to your vegetables, whether that's seasoning, whether it's cheese, whether it's salt, like find something that you're going to enjoy. Cause most of the time that's kind of what it is. Like I, I don't like vegetables. And so find something that you're, that you like and, and stick with it. Doesn't have to be again, doesn't have to be complicated.
1: I I so agree with you that when you hear people say, like, oh, I really just I don't like vegetables, and you ask them how they typically prepare them, mm. it's like boiled, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like steamed Bland. nothing else, Because it's like it's it's back to that all or nothing where it's like I'm either eating broccoli or I'm eating fries. So right. I'm the broccoli has to be disgusting and I'm like on a diet and I like can't add in anything to it because I'm restricting or I'm completely off the wagon. But like, dude, I will. Broccoli is just a vehicle for the cheese. Like it's just Absolutely. it's holding the cheese as a placemaker. So I don't have to eat it out of the bag.
0: Absolutely. We can do this. I mean, you can. And what happens is then you get all the like vitamins and minerals and all the good stuff from the broccoli, right? So you're like, yeah. And like, don't like go like if you are really don't like broccoli or you're like, I kind of like it, but I'm going to put a little bit of cheese, like cover in cheese. Like eventually you'll be, maybe take a little bit of cheese off, but like enjoy what you have. So you like, look forward to it. Right. Again, healing that relationship with food, which sounds so silly, like I said, but it's a real thing.
2: I like to put it in the way of like the same thing we say with our workouts is like people say like, what's the, what's Kelsey, like, what's the best vegetable? Like, what should I be eating? And I'm like, the one that you'll eat. So like, it's like the best workout is also the one that you're going to do. So if you're either going to be like miserable, trying to incorporate some veggies into your diet or, and then eventually stop doing it because you're miserable and like, yeah, like our like we'll just always go away from things that make us miserable because like that's how we're designed, of course.
1: And so that's like, a good thing. I mean yeah, imagine right. if we did it. <laughs> <Like, laughs>
2: like survival. but like you're going to find the ones that you like, or even just like when you talk about seasoning, like things that you like to season with. So like for me, typically, like I very much enjoy like spicy food. So I tend to go towards like, I put red hot on things. I end up mixing my like broccoli, banana peppers. Like I know for a fact, I'm going to eat breakfast every day. So like I have vegetables in with my eggs every single day like without fail. So I know that I'm starting off with something that includes a a vegetable. It makes me feel good. I'm like already like working into my day so that like, I know like I'm starting off, like I'm starting off feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially people
0: that are and yeah, spicy and, spicy. <laughs> <laughs> and people that struggle with vegetables. They're like, well, I have to eat a vegetable at every meal. And like if you're eating zero vegetables, imagine adding, first of all, how much fiber you're adding to your life by like inserting a vegetable at every single meal. Start with one meal. If it's just dinner, start with dinner. Right. It's uh, like adding spinach in with your smoothie or whatever, or kale or whatever. Do that. Right. So you don't, again, that all or nothing mentality is kind of not good for you sometimes and this instant can really like make you bloated because it's so much fiber at once so there are benefits physically to adding in things slowly as well
1: totally that is People don't talk about that. But That's that true. is important. That when you are going it. to add something and you're gonna try to make a lifestyle change, you know, you gotta make sure that we're taking baby steps here because you're gonna overload your system and it's just not gonna be a pleasurable experience. So when it comes to workouts, okay. I have, you know, my kids are home, they're interrupting my schedule, I'm not being able to go at the regular time, I can't, Saturday mornings that used to be dedicated to the gym, now I am doing outside stuff with my family and going on trips and all kinds of things. What are we going to say to people to get them back to movement when it's been missing or when it's been not a priority? And like, how do we restart without feeling like overwhelmed? One, because I think that that's a real reason why a lot of people don't want to start or like full of shame of like, oh, wow. Well, When I was going regularly, I could do this, this, and this, and now I'm like back to square one and look how much progress I've lost and, and that being a negative experience. So how are we going to get back to movement if there's been a little lapse?
0: Well, first of all, giving ourselves grace first and foremost with that. Second of all, realizing that some movement is always better than no movement at all. Right. So people are like, I have a, I want to do an hour walk. I want to do an hour workout but I can't make the full hour. So I'm just going to sit here on the couch. And I was like, well, you did have time for 20 minutes. So like, there's a lot you can do in 20 minutes, right? You can go for a walk. You can grab your dumbbells at home and do a little dumbbell workout. You can grab a resistance band. You can do some breathing exercises, right? There's things that you can do in those 20 minutes, right? And the second thing is like, find your soulmate workout, right? Find the workout that lights you up, that is the workout that you look forward to, right? When motivation is lacking, when you're like, I just, there's, you know, there's only this amount of time, or there's only this, that workout that makes you feel good. When after you're done with it, it really like you have a clear head, you're ready to go, you know, not the workout that like takes you out and you're just like exhausted, right? But the workout that that truly lights you up inside, right? Not the workout that your friend likes, right? Because we've all had that friend that's like, come to this spin class with me, I love it. And then you're like, this is gonna be great. My vagina, my vagina, (laughs) dear God. And you go and you're like, this is not for me. Like I've been there. Right. And so, you know, and I do love a good spin class every once in a while, but it's one of those things I'm like, it's not, it's not what lights me up inside. Right. And for me, my soul might strength training, right. That's been through me through a lot of hard times in my life. That's the workout where I feel great after. Right. So if the motivation is lacking, I think about what I'm going to feel like after that workout. And that's what gets me there. Right. So maybe that's walking for you. Maybe that's boxing. Maybe it's lifting maybe it is the spin class maybe maybe it's yoga maybe it's a bar class like find something and allow yourself to do that even if it's not aligned with your goals maybe you want to gain muscle so you want to go strength train you want to go lift but like all you have time for is yoga like there's going to be benefits in doing that yoga long term in your strength training so
2: Oh, I love that. I never had it put to me like that, too, as your soulmate workout. But as soon as you started saying it, I was like, yeah, I was like building mm-hmm. it out. I was like, there's <laughs> a lot of box jumps. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And sometimes you're like, what's better for my goals right now is to deadlift. But you know what? What's better for my heart is burpees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I know That's other just you. I don't say that, but it's <laughs> That's just uh-huh. you. That's just you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I do it sometimes. Like you're just like, okay, I have to get one that makes me feel good. And even just realizing that, like, that could change from day to day too. Like some yes. days you're like, it's all about like I want to feel strong, so I'm gonna go lift some stuff. But like other days, you're like. You know, I should take a yoga class. (laughs) Like I'm feeling like just a little bit or just like gentle stretching or like some breathing or even just going for a walk. And you're like, that wasn't, you know what? Going for a walk was my soulmate workout today.
0: Absolutely. It can change, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can change like hour to hour, right? So, like when you wake up you might not want to do 100 burpees i know i don't you might want to i don't (laughs) um (laughs) but you know nine o'clock ten o'clock in the day like i could do 100 burpees or i could do 10 burpees i'll give you 10 i could do 10 burpees so there's things that just like i could definitely go for a walk at 7 pm i'm not a pm workout person like i that for me is just hard for me because i uh, again chasing around two little children throughout the whole day so that just doesn't work for me, but right now, right. And it might work later in life, but right now it doesn't work for me. So it's finding what works for you in this season of your life, in this season of summer, in this season of whatever day you have going on. So giving yourself grace, right. Allowing yourself that that movement is going to be okay. Just that like some movement is always better than no movement at all. I love that.
1: I'm I'm inspired. I hope everyone is inspired <laughs> that you know you don't have to make a huge overhaul. You aren't off the wagon and it's burning down. You aren't needing to go back and owe you know all these burpees for all the hot dogs that you eat. That right. just Ugh. simply we're just living life, and that today you could drink a little bit more water find 20 minutes to take a walk and all of a sudden and like add some spinach into a smoothie and all of a sudden like there's a massive change in your day. And it's just that's a really hopeful concept, I think, to as opposed to the, yeah, first I'll eat all of this ice cream and then I'll start on Monday to hate myself and restrict. So it's it's just really hopeful. And I I hope a lot of people feel inspired in this busy time of year that it can still happen. Katie, where can our listeners hear more from you where can they get in touch with you what's what's happening
0: yeah so i have instagram it's strong as a mother stl so stl is for st louis and there's periods between everything so it's strong period as period a mother because if you put strong as a mother without periods in between it looks like strong ass mother (laughs)
1: <laughs> either way I think it's good for you
0: so. <laughs> so it's strong as a mother stl so yeah I give I mean my whole account is like fitness nutrition and it's just like what we talked about today so just very simple tips for everyday people right I'm not like catering to the, the, the bodybuilder or whatever like I have a very specific niche of just real life people that are just training for life. And I'm a mom of two. So I throw my kids in sometimes too. I was a teacher. So, you know, there's some like fun kids stuff on there as well. So yeah, that's where you can find me. And then I have a, like I said, I have a women's only fitness company and that's linked in my profile too. That's all in-person stuff. So if you are local to St. Louis, we'd love to have you. We have run outdoor fitness classes in Brentwood and St. Louis.
2: I love that. And I hope you guys go follow Katie because your feed should be filled with things like this. (laughs) That's how I feel. Just like realistic, like here's some small changes to live a healthy lifestyle in whatever season you're in and just like not filled with shame and just kind of these like negative things that we get, these ruts that we get into with our bodies and the things that we follow. And like, then we get into this whole like negative mindset when it comes to fitness and no wonder why people don't want to implement it back in their life because it has such a negative experience around it. So yeah, definitely check Katie out and thank you so much for coming on with us today. This was awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you two so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, get in our free app, CVG Nation, available in your app store. We have an amazing community of women, coaches to help you with your movements, challenges, and we give away leggings daily in there. Rachel and I are in there every day, so it's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out constantlyvariedgear.com. Have an amazing week. Crush your goals.